Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Hey, Casey, we got anything on the line? I mean, you're the champ, but we haven't crowned you yet. We haven't celebrated, haven't thrown a parade. Uh, probably probably won't. won't. No, we probably will. Uh, we'll get that done, but there's a lot on the line for me. Oh, really? I have 68 wins. Mm, very good. That would be nice. <laughs> right now you do? Yep. Oh, wow. I need one more. Hey, the stakes could not be higher. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> That's very good promotion here yep. at ESPN 6 Nights. The coin flip, huh? Bangles. Oh, he's going the Bangles. your own open. Yeah, I know. It's weird, right? As you should. That's, that's fantastic. As you should. Messy <laughs> done, Casey. You just made your own open. Uh, 69 wins for you. Yeah. Very nice. What a moment. <laughs> just I always thought we should have done a promo. ESPN 690. It's nice. Uh, <laughs> um, that kind of, kind of gone away, though. It feels like that, that was a social media thing for a bit. But uh, nice congratulations. Thank you. Uh, for you, Casey. You put an exclamation point on the win. with a, You were hemming and hawing over that one. You didn't know what to do. And yeah. you ended up picking the Bengals. And I just have to say uh, thank you so much, Johnny Hecker, for dropping the football on yeah. that PAT. That's Helped what that clip was that wasn't played loud enough. Uh, that's what I was trying to get in there. wasn't a great call because nobody really knew it meant that much. But uh, <laughs> if Johnny Hecker doesn't drop that ball right there, it's a push. And we're stuck at 60. So now, be honest, in the first quarter, were you a little nervous about the pick, Casey? Yes. Yes. Terrified. Yeah, as, as you should have been. But then when Jalen got torched, I was like, wait a minute. Hang on now. Hold wait, it. Wait a minute. Hold it. So, yeah, just what a great what a great moment overall to uh, get the win. Congratulations. That's congratulations, good. man. That's a big victory. Yeah, you uh, know, some would say uh, win, winning the picks, obviously, uh, beating you two gentlemen in fantasy football. Yeah. Some would say I've accomplished more in seven months on the station than than anybody ever has. <laughs> so Well, definitely more than you ever have. <laughs> yep, prob- probably right. Don't forget first coach fired. That was me as well. Yep. I'm not going to let yo, that happen. Hit happen. the grand 17. And three yeah. coaches hired. I forgot about that. Thank you. Yeah. You're on a roll. Th- yeah. This has been quite the year for you, man. So I mean, the, honestly, the I, don't, it's been I don't think anybody in the Milky Way galaxy has ever accomplished <laughs> those four things. <laughs> Probably not. All I'm saying is, when I get fired, the next producer is going to have a heck of a st- going to have to have a heck of a start to take my seven months that I've. Well, had. that's hey. By the way, you know how easy it was to replace Coos? All you had to do is not have like a T.J. McConnell. There you go. Shirt, the, the, that's all we asked of Casey. <laughs> oh, speaking of the Milky Way Galaxy, Brent, how'd your guy do? I uh, made the cut, but not so great. Okay, at least he made the cut. Uh, your your guy was had a bad final round. Yeah, and I think Bubba Watson. Yeah. Was the victor? He was. Yeah. I don't know how many points. Probably not Beat a lot. Beat me by a stroke. Right? Fifty-one. Fifty-one. Oh, yeah. fifty-one. That's all right. Eh. It is amazing to drop. Like, like for me, winning three times, like it is so hard to catch up. I mean, the amount of points yep. you get for a win yeah. versus like even top ten is crazy. It's a ridiculous. And FedEx Cup points, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so I, I didn't make the rules up. I'm just. 
and you'll, three winners. You'll appreciate this. So you you dropped two winners on me the last two weeks, and then this week on my podcast where we do the same exact thing, he dropped the winner on me this week. Really? Yeah, he so really? Three, yeah. Hey, man, you're, you're surrounded by winners. Three, yeah, and I'm just not yeah. one. Well, In the I'm, golf, I'm, anyway, I'm, you know, everything else. Am I. Yeah. yeah. You, you know what? I, I um, am surprised uh, Scheffler hadn't won before. I feel like he had. It, oh, yeah, no. That was the really, first one. Yeah, knock on the door guy. You know, he's part of the Ryder Cup team, right? And it was a Ryder Cup, right? Yes, he was. Yeah. And so I was a little surprised to hear that he hadn't won. Hey, do you got uh, – Austin, do you catch any of that scene out of TPC Scottsdale? Do you, did you see I, the whole one? Yeah, well, I saw Twitter, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I caught a lot yeah. of it because it was a lot of stuff on Twitter, which was yeah. – yeah. What an insane scene that is, huh? It is a pretty wild scene. Well, one golfer took his shirt off. <laughs> he did. Harry Higgs. You see Gardner was there what earlier the in the week. What was that? <laughs> Mitchie was there earlier in the week. Okay. Um, it, it's, I saw somebody tweet this, and uh, like next year's Super Bowl, I think, is in Glendale, uh, Arizona. And so th- this tournament, the TPC, uh, uh, the Waste Management, is always in uh, the same week of the Super Bowl. Mm. And so when I was out there, I want to say it was now 2015. I, I think it was the Seattle, New England one, the Marshawn Lynch one. And uh, so I went to the Waste Management Open. I want to check it out. I want to see 16. And I got lucky. I got, I, we went up there and saw – we were there for like three hours, man. That's it. We did a little something on TV. And um, I saw when Tiger went through. And Tiger, I don't think, had played there in a bit because I think they got him to play basically because the Super Bowl, was, Super Bowl was in town too. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so um, – it's a cool scene, but somebody's like, Mike, can you imagine, like, next year is going to have the Waste Management and the Super Bowl in Arizona? And I'm like, you know what's funny about it is you don't feel that. Have you guys ever been out to Arizona, like the Phoenix area? I've never been to Arizona. I went once. Well, because it's so spread out. Like, Phoenix is where, obviously, where a lot of the Super Bowl stuff will be. And then wherever, like, Arizona State is, what I, I can't remember the city right now, but that's, like, 40 minutes away. Like, Glendale's, like, 35, 40 minutes away. Scottsdale, where the golf tournament is, is, like, 40 minutes away. And they're all great places. Like, it's fun. Well, Glendale's really not a great place. Glendale's just where the, it's like the middle of nowhere where the stadium is. But um, So it's cool, but it's not like it's right on top of each other. Yeah. Like, you can't just go down the road and go to the golf tournament and then come back and go to a Super Bowl. Like, it's, you gotta, it's a bit of an investment <laughs> of time. So... Uh, I never felt it was funny. I thought the same thing. So what I'm trying to warn people is like, yeah, if you're going to make that trip, it's not like you can feel it all happening all at one time. It's very isolated okay. uh, because of the way that the, the cities are spread out. At least that's the way I felt it when I was there. No, I do. Um, I do remember that. We went to the baseball. Uh, we went to a baseball game. But, yeah, it was oh, just some of the spring training. Yeah. No, like the actual. Uh, oh, oh the, you went to the actual park, the Diamondbacks. Yeah, Diamondbacks. yeah, yeah. The Diamondbacks. Yeah. Okay. The, the really bad team. But yeah, it, <laughs> it was cool. Pool? Uh, no, but I walked by. Okay. Should have. But, yeah, everything was spread out, to your point, I remember. And it's weird, like, it's just, it's kind of like Vegas, where it's like, there's a city, and then there's nothing but desert, yeah. and then you come up on another city. Like, it's just so, it's yeah, hard to it's, it's wrap odd. your it's mind different. around. It's different. I thought, I thought you'd feel the vibe, like, all over the place, and it just wasn't. It was, so I saw somebody tweet that, and I'm like, eh, it's probably not going to be like you think it is. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. But it is a cool, the golf tournament's cool. I've, I've done the story before, I think I've told you, 16 versus 17. And I, the scene that you saw on Twitter is some reason why some of the golfers actually don't love it. While it feels like everybody would love it, they don't love it because they're, they're afraid they're going to get hit with a bear can. Yeah. <laughs> or like a soda bottle or something, you well, know? I mean, do, do they encourage the beer throwing? Or is that I, just... No. I just don't think they, they really can't... They don't enforce it? it? And, and they, they haven't... 
I think they tried to reel it in a couple years back a little bit, and then they were like, screw it. We can't do it. This is what we're known for, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I really think they just were like, all right, let's pray and nobody gets hurt. Pretty and, much. I mean, okay. it's a wild scene, and it's it's got to be cool to be a part of. Um, it, it was fun, but I under, I was just surprised when some of the golfers were like, yeah, it's probably a little too much. Like, I was not expecting them to say that because I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. I mean, mm. it's, you don't get this in golf. Like, it's so cool. And they were not – not everybody was like – and it wasn't just, like, one person. It was – I interviewed, like, seven or eight golfers for it, and I remember half of them thinking, yeah, it's awesome, and the other half's like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> do like they, they have, preferred 17 at yeah. TPC. Do they have, like, a concert series there like they do for um, Sawgrass, like, you know, in Jacksonville? Because, like, what does uh, that look question. like? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if they do that. Okay. Um, leading into the tournament. I'm not sure. Um but they sell out of that bad boy. It's a, it's a wild, but you know, because you only get such big college towns right there. Yeah. So. Well, did you it, see the people lining up at two thirty a.m.? Yeah. They do. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Nice. And it's unique. It's great. I mean, it's it's not an everyday thing on the tour, but it's it's a it's a different thing. I think uh, I think it's kind of cool. I I, I kind of like it. It's like uh, what is it, Casey? The Zurich Classic is it the one in New Orleans where yes. it's partnered up and don't they play like music coming to the tee box and mm-hmm. stuff? Yes. Like I. I really think more golf will be like that down the road. I think, I've always said this, I think golf at more tournaments, not the Masters and stuff, but at some tournament, they'll have more music out on the golf course, more of the murmur that we get at TPC at 16, 17, 18. Like, the golfers are fine with that. Like, you don't have to be deadly silent. Yeah. You know, and I think this is a day and age where everybody's growing up hitting balls like on the range here at Fleming Island Golf Club with AirPods in their ear and listening to music. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I think it's more like they're accustomed to it. So I, I think we get down the road to a point where, I don't know how many, maybe it's like 20% of the golf tournament, you'll hear more music blasting all over the golf course. <laughs> no, that'd be cool, man. I'm not mad at that. I, I think it'd be good. It's like, you know, I've always said this. If I owned a golf course, I think I would play the music. You know how, like, if you go to the St. John's Town Center, you don't even know where the hell it's coming from, but it's coming out of, like, the gardens. Sure. Yeah. You know, like, the speakers are yep. built in. Like, I think if I owned a golf course, I would do that. Like, I... I because I think people are okay with it. But it depends the music, though. Well, <laughs> well not for real. You, I mean, you, like, maybe you can change it on the tee box. Okay, there you go. That would be cool. Now you're talking. Bluetooth speaker. Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. It would like take that. too much cool. time, but yeah. Like, I think I think that would be kind of fun. Do they have Bluetooth speakers in golf carts? Well, they do now. Actually, that's a big thing right now, that they have a lot. Uh, like, you go to the yards, by the way, also on our Action Sports Extreme 18 cart. Um, over in Ponte Vedra, that's a newer place, the old Oak Bridge. And a lot of the, uh, I think the country club carts will. But but you can get them now where you can um, get the Bluetooth going off your phone. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of people now, like, I mean, listen, I play enough golf to know, a lot of people have music blasting out of their cart all yep. the time. And, I mean, not blasting to the point where, like, it's a nuisance, but it's there. And, I mean, I do it. I love I throw some music on in the cart and boom, like off my phone. Uh, and I think I just feel like down the road we get to that point. I think it would be a good thing for golf, really. Uh, you don't have to be up with a quiet place. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And, and every little camera click or whatever. And I think that's the beauty of 16, 17, 18 is there is a is never dead silent. It's never. And those guys still are able to hit golf shots and because they're used to it. They know mm-hmm. it. Um, as long as somebody doesn't, like, really do something obscene, <laughs> like in the middle of their golf swing. Um, but anyway, that's a lot of golf. You want to get some wrestling talking? Uh, no, I'm, I'm good right now, man. Nothing really happened the past couple of days. You know, over the weekend, there wasn't any pay-per-views or anything. So we're How about okay right now. How was UFC? How was the UFC card? UFC was good. Um, crazy co-main event. Uh, you know, Black Beast, Derek Lewis taking on Tai Tuivasa. Um 
kind of like what we talked about, just a slug fest. It was, it was a coin flip that ended up being a coin flip. Uh, Ty Tuibasa got got clipped a little bit. He bit down on his mouth guard and threw something back and knocked out Derek Lewis, which wow. we, we haven't seen a lot of. Uh, wow. That's a that's a big boy falling down. So he, he took an elbow, I think, to the temple and turned out his lights. And then, you know, the, the, the main event, um, you know, it went all five rounds, a little, a little underwhelming. Um, I, I had it three rounds for Izzy and two rounds to Robert Whitaker. Um, close fight. Uh, Izzy retains, style bender retains. So now it's probably going to be him and Jared Cannonier going forward because Jared Cannonier had a really impressive performance um, over the pay-per-view weekend. Does Derek Lewis fight like every week? Seems like it, doesn't he's it? Bu- I mean, he's busy. Guy's, yeah. guy's, guy's, guy's a busy dude. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, when he doesn't win, that means we miss the mic skills. Exactly. Yeah. Good, great point. Although, when Ty Tuivasa wins, true. it's really entertaining as well. Because we, we okay. talked about it, because he, he he does the shoey where he takes someone's shoe and then pours oh, a full beer yeah. in it and then he chugs it. So, um, yeah, so it was really a win-win. I mean, whoever won that fight. You're getting entertainment. And get this, the winner on the LPGA, I don't I don't remember her name, so I feel bad for that part of it, okay. but she did a shoey after she won. With her shoe, with her own? Yeah. I've never really? seen anything like, yeah, she did a shoe. Hey, hey that, her. really? Because that's, that, that's 18 holes, though. You're walking the whole time. Yeah. And, and where yeah. is this event at? I don't know. I just saw the I'm video. I'm sure she was sweating. Wasn't, oh, yeah. She's not playing in the middle of Wisconsin. It's hey. cold. Yeah, that's gross. Hey, what? Yeah. That's gross. <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> hey. Hey, give her, I, I mean, no props. Awesome. No, but I mean, props to you for doing it. But like, I can't help but think that shoe probably took some abuse walking 18 holes of golf, and you're sweating, and now you're drinking a, sh- a beer out of it. I guess the alcohol sterilizes it. I, May, mean, I guess. <laughs> Better not be light beer then. <laughs> That's right. Um, hey, what do you look forward to now? Super Bowl's over. Football season's over. Like it's done. Yeah. We had a great postseason, and it's always an entertaining football. NFL's king. We know it. So now. You got the next, you know, locally we got Daytona 500 this week. Uh, we've got the Players Championship on the horizon. You got, I mean, do we really look for? I want to be honest now. I mean, are, is the next thing you're looking forward to? Is it March Madness? Is it the brackets? Is 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 that the next thing they get kind of hyped up for? I mean, again, locally, I like going to cover Daytona. I'll get really fired up for the Players Championship. I love it. Um, but I'm just saying, as sports fans in general, what do you turn your attention to? I say, I can't wait for this. We don't even know if baseball season will start. Yeah. Um, the NBA Finals, if you love that, that's way off down the road. Or is it really what the NFL has consistently done is be a, a dominant factor in, in the entire calendar, and that is free agency is like a month away from today, I believe. The league year will start. And then also you got the draft on the horizon, even though that's a little bit off, like two months or so. So w- what's the next thing, seriously, that you're like, oh, I can't wait for this? Um, That's a great question. Um... I would say even the com. I mean, I'm excited for the combine. I'm not sure when the combine even is. Yeah, it's uh, two weeks. Oh yeah, so there we go. We NFL combine, let's go because that's that's when you start to kind of set your mock drafts a little more. You know, depending how guys do yeah. and everything. So I would probably say that the combine's the next thing on my radar right now. Yeah, and that is before actually the NCAA tournament. The NCAA tournament's still like a month away. Yeah. So. I still get excited for doing brackets. Anything you can put a little dollar on, you know? Mm-hmm. The brackets oh, are fun. What are you telling? Mm-hmm. What about you, Casey? <laughs> you're you're like a well-rounded sports fan. Yeah. So you got something on your radar? So it would have been it would have been pitchers and catchers, which is today, because I just yeah. that's interested. By the way, Hannah Green is our girl that did the shoey. All right, Google okay. it now. Um, but yeah, it would have been that. I would say probably see like the combine doesn't do a lot for me. Just it it doesn't. Um, I agree with you. And I would 
<laughs> Are you watching the video? Yeah. Should have seen his face, Brent. Uh, I'd say probably the players because then for me it goes towards the Masters and all the majors are upcoming in golf. So yeah. the players and then I'm not a huge NASCAR person, but I, I like Daytona. So like it's not, I'm not like locked into Daytona, but I, it's definitely something I'll watch. Yeah, I think, listen, our calendar's set up pretty nicely over the next couple of months to all the things that we just mentioned. And, and listen, I'm not a huge racing fan, but I like Daytona. We'll go down there. I uh, think we'll plan on being there Thursday. I'll be there Sunday for the race. Like, I love it. So it, it's a cool thing. I love that it's in our backyard. I love that it's a big event right in our backyard. And I, I kind of appreciate the same way about the Players' Championship um, being there. But I do think NCAA tournament, I, I'm more intrigued this year by, the NCAA, by like college basketball than I think I have been the last couple of years. Uh, I, I really don't even know why. I, I don't know if we have like this, you know, a couple of years ago we had Zion, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was like, a, or even Ja, right? Ja and Zion. And I don't feel like we have that guy that's ever, I, I know we have players that are going to obviously be lottery picks. But I don't feel like we have that guy in college basketball. And I also think we have, I mean, shoot, man, my Providence Friars are like eighth in the country. They are good. They're All right. eighth in the country right now. I watched whoever they just played the overtime the, game. DePaul, yeah. yeah, yeah. They were down big at DePaul. I mean, again, I don't. I'm not really sure the Friars are the eighth ranked team in the country, but the record yeah. says they are. They're 21 and two, and so I mean they keep winning. But uh, but I think from Purdue, like I could see Purdue win. I could see UCLA. I could see Gonzaga. I could see Kentucky. I mm-hmm. could see. Um, who am I missing? Who's the number one team in the country? Oh, Auburn. Bristol. You know. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot of. I think college basketball could be really good Yeah, uh, March Madness this year because it's so wide open. Well, and, and with all due respect to your Friars, just stay out of Murray State's bracket. Because remember how I was talking about this guy, Justice Hill? You guys remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Back. Hey, hey, you know what? Forgot all about him because now, now there's K.J. Williams. K.J. Williams dropped like 40 points a couple games ago. He dropped 21 points a couple nights ago. And all of a sudden, it, it's the K.J. Williams show. Sorry, Justice Hill. You had a great run, but now it's, we're on to the K.J. Williams show. I don't know where K.J. Williams came from, but now he's the stud on Murray State. All right. Uh, I, I oh, and also that- Hannah Green, too, by the way, Brent. Have you yeah. seen the video? I haven't seen the video, no. So it's in her homeland of Australia. Okay. And what Casey failed to tell me is that she didn't do a, a full beer. She did, like, a little drop of champagne. So it's literally, like, I would say maybe a good four to five ounces of champagne in her shoe. So, like, you couldn't even, like, get the smell or, like, the taste out of it because there's not a lot of champagne getting poured in her shoe. Mm-hmm. It, it literally looks like, like a little, uh, just like a little drop she put in there. She well, I want to know what happens to that shoe after. Do you throw it out? Do you wear it? Do you put it in your office? Probably put it in the LPGA Hall of Fame. <laughs> yes, maybe that's Why not? Or the World Golf Hall of Fame. Or the World Golf Hall of Fame. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Is, is, is there not an LPGA Augustine. Hall of Fame? <laughs> Why not? World Golf Hall of Fame. Augustine. Okay, okay. Right. I like it. Um, all right, uh, let's take a break. We're live at Fleming Island Golf Club. That was a smorgasbord of, of, uh, <laughs> of sports topics right there, baby. Um, got a little bit of everything. A potpourri. If you will. Uh, we will have a bracket challenge coming up on ESPN 690. Yeah, so that is coming back. And let's see if Casey can win that. Oh, good luck. Uh, yeah, I'm, I looking forward to, I'm looking forward to the tournament. Uh, you got that going for me. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. Should be a good month or so. Uh, I think we're planning on being up at the Combine for a couple of days, actually. And then we'll go right into the draft, which, uh, of course, the Jags have the number one pick. Plenty to talk about. In fact, I want to talk a little bit about that coming up. Here's one thing. I'll tease it this way. I really can't fully wrap my arms around everybody wanting an offensive lineman so badly. Am I crazy to think that way? Let's talk about it. We come back. Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. Live from Fleming Island Golf Club. Day after the Super Bowl. Let the spring begin. 
on Monday here in Jacksonville, Florida.
I honestly don't know why every NFL team doesn't kind of go that route. Yeah. And by the way, what I would say, Austin, is I'm sure there are some circumstances like you're pointing to. But this is a billion-dollar league. And we're talking like billions, you know, not just like one. Yeah. And I mean, there's so much money. They throw money around like it's going out of style. Even if you had to do something creative to procure the grass and to make sure, it, you know, all that stuff. I, I can tell you this. The Jags are going to have to, you know, the Jags are going to practice this year inside their own stadium. Mm-hmm. And, and because they're, they're building a new performance center. So the Jags are going to have to trade out that, that sod like multiple times. And I've heard it's like every time they sod the field, it's like a few hundred thousand dollars. Wow. And uh, so like usually they do it once in a season. So the Jags will do it. I want to say they're going to have to do it four different times this, this upcoming season. Because of building the performance center, they'll lose practice fields. They'll have the indoor still. I've heard they might even go over to, like, Episcopal and practice a little bit. I'm not sure if that's still going to happen. But, um, like, they have all these alternative plans because they're building. But, again, the NFL, like, they're willing to spend that money because they're going to put the performance center there. You look at Arizona, and I think uh, Vegas is like this, where they can kind of roll the tray out, you know, mm-hmm. because they have such big property and, and the ability to do that. I I I wonder why one they just don't have grass more, or two if it's like I don't know what the numbers say, the percentages say about injuries, but the players certainly are complaining about. It. I almost wonder to the point of the CBA, can you get to like can you get this conversation going in the CBA with all these ACLs going and and the turf grabbing like it grabs, but um, they might have to look into that. You're losing a lot of players, it seems like, and a lot of them do happen on turf. Now, the one other thing about the turf is these stadiums are multi-purpose. Yeah. So it's not just cold weather, but it's multi-purpose stadiums. So you have concerts, you have other things, and it's a lot easier with turf mm-hmm. to be able to do a lot of those other things, in and out, move equipment, all the rest of it. Yeah, th- that's true. But I look at a, a stadium like Pittsburgh where, you know, you have, I'm sure, concerts there at Heinz Hill, but you also have, you know, the Pitt University playing there, University of Pitt playing there as well. And then at the end of the day, I always feel like if Lambeau Field can have grass – any team in the National Football League can have grass. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, I in, in terms could. of snow and bad weather, like, I'm sure that's not the easiest to, to upkeep and um, keep pristine, but they somehow find a way to do it regardless of how much money they spend. So, yeah, it's just, it's, it's weird that, like, every team in the NFL doesn't do that because, once again, I just think it's less forgiving. And, you know, if player safety, quote, is the top priority, then why aren't you playing on grass? Yeah, it's a fair point. I think it's an argument that continue, will continue to come up and maybe should be forced a little bit more to the forefront uh, with all the ACL injuries and everything else. Uh, Brett Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz here on a Monday after the Super Bowl. The Rams are Super Bowl champs. What about the Jacksonville Jaguars going forward? Now attention turns to the process of the draft and getting better for the Jaguars. Um, they have the number one overall pick, second straight year. Austin, the more and more, I think I said this to you the other day in a break, I don't know if I fully understand everybody's love affair with Evan Neal as the Jaguars pick. I understand that he might be a terrific left tackle. Uh, there are two things that I don't understand when the Jaguars approach this offseason completely. I'm not saying people are wrong. I'm just saying I'm not all in on it. One is Evan Neal with that number one overall pick. And the second thing is like trying to pay Cam Robinson money cause he, because he had a good year and bring him back in. I don't understand it from this perspective. Don't you have Walker Little? Like, mm-hmm. you invested in Walker Little, and when he played, he played okay. Like, he played pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know how good the young man is, but I can tell you this. 
he's about $60 million cheaper than Cam Robinson would be. And you have a lot of holes. If you have a guy that can play left tackle and you think he might be pretty good and the tape looked pretty good, why would I go spend a first-round pick, my first overall pick, on a left tackle um, unless I'm planning on moving a guy and I feel comfortable like Walker Little can go to right tackle or Evan Neal can play right tackle? I understand that. But I just think that it's like, okay, why are you have so many positions to upgrade? Mm-hmm. Why are we talking about the offensive line? I mean, that specific position when you actually have a young man that might be very good. We just don't know yet. Well, and that's kind of the issue because we don't know that. And obviously, this coaching staff in here, when they evaluate the game film, they don't really know that either, right? Because the sample size of Walker Little, um, it's pretty small. I get the the Evan Neal hype or whoever the, the offensive tackle going number one right now that mock drafts have the Jaguars taking. I get that hype because, most importantly, you're taking care of Trevor Lawrence, right? So you spend what you spend to try to do that. And I think, like, if if you're looking back on it and say, hey, you know what, we can get the next Tristan Wirfs, well, then maybe you do sacrifice that, right? Because Tristan Wirfs, right tackle, respectively, but, like, his rookie year he came in and he made all the difference in Tampa Bay, right? And, And he was a big reason why they had so much success, now, you don't know what Walker Little is, and, and that's the unknown, and that's kind of the risk that you take. If it's me personally, yeah, I, I get Trevor Lawrence is, is the focal point here, but I agree with you. I'd probably go in a different direction, but I'm just saying, you know, is Evan Neal going to be better than Walker Little? Possibly, but we're not sure what Walker Little is, you know? So I get the argument, but if it's me personally, I'm going linebacker as well. Or I'm going, yeah, outside linebacker slash edge rusher, whatever defense you'd be playing. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going a different direction. I agree with you here. Yeah, and I, I don't, again, we're early in this. I, I just want to float this out there because everybody, I understand Evan Neal might make a lot of sense, and you can't go wrong, okay, if you build the offensive line. Like, uh, But the reason where you could go a little bit wrong is that you have to be, can you move somebody to right tackle? Like, I don't think this makes sense for this organization unless you just said, uh, by the way, the GM that helped pick Walker Little is still here. Yeah. So how does it make sense that you pick a guy last year, he actually starts a couple of games and does pretty well, and the only reason he wasn't in there is because the other guy on a franchise tag did very well and had his best year. Like, I just don't see the sense that you go back to that well when you have so many holes and you have a guy that he might be good there. Like, he might be really good. He might be fine. We really don't know. And so I, I explained it like this to somebody. Let's just take like a, 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 a ladder of 10, all right? And we rank these guys. And, and this is what I think about Austin. I rank from a left tackle perspective only. Again, I think if you want to bring right tackle in, it changes things a little bit. But let's just say you rank Walker Little as a 7 on the ladder of 10. Cam Robinson, an 8 coming off last year. But he's going to cost you $65 million to keep him. And then Evan Neal, the potential of a 9 or 10. Again, we don't know, but he's going to cost you the number one draft pick. And then we look at the defensive end position. And we say, okay, Josh Allen, very good. Caleb on chase on. Where's he on my ladder of 10? Like a 3, maybe? You could go get get Hutchinson or Thibodeau who, you know what, maybe they're not a 9 or 10, but maybe they're like a 7 or 8 potentially. Mm -hmm. Well, Look how many rungs up the ladder I just made my, my football team at a position. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's kind of the way I look at it. Like, where can you get a lot better in a spot that you're not great on a team that's won four games over the last two years? And crazy enough, 
I, I think you got to do so much in the draft and free agency to help Trevor. I, I'm on that train. But I just don't see how Evan Neal helps this football team more than some of the other players you could potentially pick in this draft. No, I mean, he, he, he helps Trevor Lawrence because you're giving him the best I mean, and once again, we don't know if Evan Neal is going to be grayed out the best in terms of the combine and what people say. But right now, I mean, that's kind of the consensus that Evan Neal um, is probably the best True. tackle right now. Now, that's up for debate, obviously. Could be the NC State kid. But, yeah. yeah, but there's people saying he's, he's the best left tackle. So let's just, for the sake of the argument, go with him. You point to that and say, hey, Trevor, here's what, here's what we're doing for you, right? We're, we're taking the number one overall prospect or like the, 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 the top tackle for you. Like, that, that does mean something. That, that, that means, like, we're, we're going to help our quarterback out, and that goes a long way. I do agree, though. I, I think, what do you know about Walker Little? I mean, he had all the rave reviews in training camp. No, once again, that was only because of one-on-ones, and I said temper expectations, and people don't want to do that. But then we get to the season, and, like, I didn't see Walker Little being a liability when he played. No, I think no. he gave up like one or two sacks, and okay, the, that's got to get cleaned up, obviously. But like, I didn't see him being a liability. And Cam Robinson, we'll see what happens there as well. And, you know, in free agency, there might be some options available as well. So there's different directions to go. I am a lot more confident in Walker Little or re-signing Cam Robinson than I am right now with Caleb on Chase on going forward. Yeah. And, and that should be the only argument right now. Now, once again, edge rusher could be available in free agency. I mean, you know, people saying Chandler Jones. So, like, that's available as well. But I'm just saying the way it looks right now on paper with this personnel, I think edge rush needs to be the top priority. I think it needs to be the top priority over offensive tackle, even though you're trying to take care of Trevor Lawrence. But by the way, and I will say this, and this kind of talks a little off both sides of my mouth, so I've got to be careful. I don't want to be contradicting myself. But, like, there's a part of me that says Jacksonville Jaguars need really good football players, right? We know that. <laughs> I think we'd all say. But there's a part of me that says, I don't care what position it is. If you think this guy's a great football player, go get him. And so I think that's why people are saying Evan Neal, and that makes sense. And he might be a 12-year guy and a perennial pro bowler and, and the next Tony Baselli. But I also would argue, okay, well, I really think, like, N'Kobe Dean's unbelievable. And I think, like, Kyle Hamilton's unbelievable. And I know they're not first overall positions, but they're unbelievable in my opinion. Like, they're going to be really good football players. So just go grab them if you really need good football players at any position. But you already have somebody at left tackle if you're, if you're trying to create that. Um, just get great football players if you come from that, that view. The other thing I would say is this. Nobody's talking about a guy like Stingley Jr., Austin, right, for yeah. the Jacks. Even though you could make the case, I think some would make the case, and have for the last couple of years, just like they did with Jamar Chase, that Stingley Jr. might be the best player in the draft. Like, they, they might be. or I, don't, I think he's lost his luster a little bit. But for this argument, well, nobody's saying that to Jacksonville because, one, they're the number one pick, and so the value doesn't seem to be there like it, it is with, like, a left tackle or a pass rusher or a quarterback. But, two, because... They have Shaq Griffin and Tyson Campbell. Correct. And so if you already have players at the position, why are we trying to force the Jason uh, taking a left tackle? Much like why would we force them in to take Stingley and crowd the room at cornerback? But, and quite yeah. honestly, you can at least have three corners, so you could, you could get away with that more. So I'm just trying to show you where my train of thought is in the thinking. I'm not saying Evan Neal's a bad player. But you better have a plan to be able to utilize Walker Little as well, in my estimation, because if not, you wasted a second-round draft pick. And by the way, you kept the general manager that helped pick that second-round draft pick, Walker Little. No, absolutely. But, I mean, see, it's more than just one spot on the offensive line. I mean, we have to ask the question, what is Jerron Taylor going to do going forward? Like, yeah, how, how confident are you with Jerron Taylor right now? 
Not not very. Not very you know, but, so, but, yeah. but but I would say nobody was saying a year ago that we're gonna re sign in Jacksonville or even think about it, Cam Robinson, to a seventy million dollar deal. And now some people are saying that. You know why? Because it was a show me year for him and he did really well. Do you see that with Jawan Taylor through? I don't know. And and maybe you do, but like once again, if the priority is Trevor Lawrence, and I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here a little bit, I mean, if the priority is keeping Trevor Lawrence upright, giving him weapons, and making sure he's got everything that he needs to succeed, you know, I mean, you're probably not the most confident right now, Juwan Taylor. We're not sure what's going to happen with Cam Robinson quite yet. You know, you know, you have a Walker Little that, that it eventually could turn out to be a good thing. So do you put Walker Little at the at the right side, replace Juwan Taylor, maybe move Juwan Taylor to guard? Well, now what do you do with the left tackle? Do you address that in free agency? Do you get an Evan Neal? So, I mean, th- this can definitely shake out a, a couple of ways. It just it's a matter of fact of what is the plan in free agency and what is the plan, you know, with Cam Robinson and, and with Juwan Taylor going forward. Yeah, by the way, on April 30th or whatever, a couple days after the draft, and they put a bow on that news conference. And, and Austin, if they want to tell me that they drafted Evan Neal number one overall because they really think Walker Little can be a good right tackle and his future might be there, and at the very least he'll push Jawan Taylor because they're not going to just say he's got the job. And if that's their plan, then that's okay. Like, I'm okay with that. That's fine. They have a plan, and they think they can do that, and, and now you're not wasting a second-round draft pick from this past year. If they tell me that, well, you just created depth at the left tackle, I'm like, really? Like, I need depth at the left tackle when I have, like, ten other spots that I'm not very good at? Mm -hmm. Like, that would bother me. (laughs) And so I I think it's really just how it's presented by the Jags and what their plan is. I don't know if they'll be transparent in their plan. But uh, it's very interesting. I I just keep seeing this left tackle stuff, and I'm like, I just – I'm not in love with it like everybody else is. Uh, so we'll see where it goes. A lot of draft talk, uh, of course, on the way coming up hey, over Brett. the next couple months. Yeah. So did some research on the quarterbacks getting hurt thing. Yeah. And ended up on Reddit. So I don't know how much I trust these people. <laughs> but they said that Johnny Unitas got hurt in Super Bowl V. Don't know Roman numerals. That's five. five. And uh, he was replaced by Earl Mor- Mor- Moral. 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 Yeah, it's moral. So yes. that did happen, and then we yes. also got in Super Bowl ten. Was pretty good, by the way. Moral was good. <laughs> was he? Was he? Yes. Oh yeah. Huh. Money. Yeah, Casey's called Money Moral back well, in the I was day. Yeah, you never, you never heard yes. of him? So those two yeah. guys were pretty good. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I've heard of Unitas Moral not ringing a lot of bells, but go ahead, yeah. Casey. Yeah. And then we also apparently had in Super Bowl ten. This guy used the numbers. Thank you. Uh, can't say his name because it has a curse word in it. But Super nice. X. Terry Bradshaw was knocked out of the game uh, in their Super Bowl win as well. And his backup, Joe Gilliam. Oh, yeah, Gilliam. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) So apparently it has happened twice. By the way, the Unitas Merle, the people that didn't like the halftime show will know all about that. (laughs) (laughs) The olds. (laughs) <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Uh, we're up against it. Actions for Shacks on ESPN 690. Hey, Calais Campbell said he's not retiring. Would you seriously be interested in Calais coming back to Jacksonville? Or do we just love Calais so much we don't care if he even makes a tackle? We just want him back in Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, I obviously you want him back because he's a great guy. But I don't know, uh, man. Sit on it for a moment. Let's talk okay. about it when we come back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 Live from Fleming Island Golf Club. Come on out. you got to enjoy the top of the tee. It's awesome. Got a bar right here. You hit some golf balls. And if you get here early enough before the sun goes down, you play some golf at Fleming Island Golf Club. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 on the road. Um, special group. Stings right now. But you got to find a way to... Just really cherish what this group had together. It's a special group. It's, it's rare that you get to coach a team like this. And uh, it's the 
guys a lot. I'm proud of the way that they fought. I thought they did a lot for, for our team, for our organization, and for our city. And they need to be really proud of that. That's Zach Taylor. Hey, Cincinnati should. I mean, you should be proud of what they did. It's an incredible story. It was a fun ride. No shame in losing. You hate to lose the Super Bowl, but uh, I think everybody knows this. You don't fall in the trap of being like, ah, they'll be back. <laughs> yeah. That does not, that's not how it works. That's why losing is awful because they were that close. I mean, they were another few first downs away from at least going overtime or maybe even winning the game. They had a chance, and and they just they did, they didn't get it done. They, I just retweeted this. Have you seen the no-look pass by Matthew Stafford? I have, yes. I mean, they just showed a different angle because I've seen, like, the behind-the-quarterback view. They just showed one from, like, the receiver view. <laughs> it is crazy. It's insane, It man. is so good. Like, I mean, in that spot to do that, like, I, you know, Mahomes made that, like, like a headline story, right? Like a Sports Center highlight. And... I just wonder, do more guys do that, Austin? Like, did you ever see that in your career where more guys were throwing no-look passes or looking off and still throwing to their target? Not that I can remember, no. Um, I wasn't watching film closely enough, but I can't remember anybody really doing that to us. Well, because it's really hard to tell. I mean, yeah, it's all yeah. eyes, right? Yeah. But, I mean, you're the head, of course, and the because the defensive player is looking at the head and the direction and the eyes. But a lot of times you can't see the eyes, so you look at where his head is. Correct. And, I mean, it, go. I just retweeted it. If you get a chance to go back and look at the angle, uh, that's diff- if you haven't seen both angles. Like, it's cool to see it from the behind-the-view angle, but it doesn't tell the whole story. Correct. And, and you see this angle, it's like, holy cow. And, by the way, like, he had to do it, Austin. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, it was just out, like, the guy was going to tip it. Yep. It was insane, man. A- absolutely insane. Um... It was the perfect throw, and that's that's the beauty about the cameras these days, and you know slow motion, all this stuff. You can you can kind of get a, get appreciation for it, because if you watch that during the game, you had no idea what he just did. No, you, you know? didn't. No I idea. Mean, look at oh man, it is just so good. <laughs> it is crazy. It is. We don't appreciate how good these guys, we don't. How, how good professional athletes are. We sometimes. sure don't. We we don't appreciate. We rip them for everything because they've set a standard. We do not appreciate. I say this all the time. We don't appreciate NBA guys for hitting an eight-foot jumper and making it look like a layup. Like, <laughs> we sure. don't. Like, yeah. in college, they miss that, like, 60% of the time. Yeah. In the NBA, they make it, like, 85% of the time. Yeah. It's, and we don't appreciate it. We don't appreciate a hitter in baseball. And and we don't – I mean, this this will make you appreciate how good these guys, these guys are. It's insane, man. <laughs> it is unreal. What this – the whole thing about this – I could see a 30 for 30 on this one throw. <laughs> Like it's sick. Oh, man. Football at five coming up. I'm all jazzed up now off one throw. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 live at Fleming Island Golf Club. I want to talk about Calais Campbell. Also, if you could grab a player off each team that, like, might be available from the Super Bowl, would would you think about any of them? Um, let's talk about it. We come back. Football at five on the way on ESPN 690.